0: About to I quit, hit you right in the face.
1: I okay, 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 okay,
2: You're listening to The Florida Man Murders, a true crime comedy podcast about murder, madness, mayhem, and other shady shit that goes down in the Sunshine State. Each week, your hosts, Chris, Roger, and Siege, take you on a dark, twisted journey through the bowels of the most wretched fiends and nefarious events throughout the history of Florida. Florida. And then make inane, quote-unquote, funny observations about it all, like the half-soused nitwits that they are. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the crazy, if you dare. Uh.
3: Of this episode is brought to you by uh this episode is the Deacon of Death, mm. Samuel Smithers, Ooh, a religious uh, a killer, Smithers. A serial killer. And
0: I like church there murder. There you
3: go. Dayline. Plant city, Florida. 1989 through 1996. Wait, what city, Florida, you said? Plant
1: City. Plant City. Plant City, Florida. Siege. This is when you usually check in. You're like, ah, oh, yes, the Panhandle.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this is uh, just north of uh, the Tampa Bay area, a little bit <laughs> further inland. <laughs> if you're going south from Ocala... Where there is only one streetlight, which actually is not true, which I've learned by being berated by mm-hmm. one of our uh, avid listeners, and I'm a, I'm very apologetic already for. Already off, to a please don't murder stuff. me.
1: Angering the
0: listener. This is season three. <laughs> what so, did you
3: expect?
1: Like, oh yeah, I remember that now. I'm turning this shit off.
3: <laughs> These guys ain't learned shit. Oh, fuck fuck you. you. Put on Rogan.
0: One, one traffic light. Fuck you, I got one traffic light in my
3: neighborhood. I got your one traffic light ready. Anyway, Sam Smithers was born on January 30th, 1953 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. To Alvin and Lenny Smithers. now Sam was the youngest of four brothers. Uh, when Sam was a baby, he accidentally rolled out of his crib and hit his head. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are
1: right into the comedy. Right into the comedy. Well, <laughs> ding, 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 ding,
0: ding. rolling out of crib. Yeah. And if you head. had that on your, ba- if you had that on your bingo cards from seasons yeah. one and <laughs> two,
1: mark them now. It'll it worry. applies to three as well. Yep. There has been brain trauma to an infant. <laughs> Repeat, brain trauma to an infant.
3: Check. Uh, Alvin and Lenny were very, very religious. Lenny, in particular, the mother, was pretty fanatical about it. She made her sons pray constantly, attend church regularly, and would vet the kind of kids her sons would play with. The kids weren't religious; they were not allowed to play with them. I don't. I don't like it. I thought religion
0: taught you to love everyone and treat mm. them
3: equally. Not so much. Uh, she doled out a lot of beatings for the slightest infraction as well. By all, by all accounts, nice. Lily had a short fuse and was very quick to anger and violence. Mm. Um, Alvin and Lily never got divorced, but Alvin was known as a man who would go out of his way to avoid spending time with his wife. <laughs> Uh, including staying the night at the phone company where he worked from time to time. <laughs> I'm going to sleep with these phone handles over here,
0: Mort,
1: rather yeah. than go home to the old battle axe. <laughs> <laughs> the old battle axe. I'm just going to make a bed. Of, I'm going to make a bed of wires over here. Sleep <laughs> in it. And those are those
0: old timey fucking. Big ass phones that were chunky. That man, you got hit
3: with one of those rotary phones that mm-hmm. was leaving a mark. And this was also the time when they had like operators with the switchboards and shit, where they plug it in and the switchboard. Oh That's right. Or yeah. I hang
0: myself with the cord for the switchboard. <laughs> Sorry. Can't Please connect me okay. to KL five sixty nine twenty four.
3: Keep it down over there. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> um. Sam graduated high school in 1971, and after that, he just worked odd jobs. In 1973, he married his high school sweetheart, a woman named Sharon. She was 17 at the time. He was 21.
0: His high school sweetheart was in
3: fifth grade when
0: he was a senior? <laughs> 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 yeah, who's whose like right high school? <laughs> who's high
1: school? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, they hadn't had sex until their wedding night, right? Um, As one does. They were very religious. Uh, according, according, to, <laughs> according to Sharon, according to Sharon, Sam's mother Lenny was still very much involved in her son's life even after he got married. For example, when Sharon would fold Sam's socks after doing a, lo- a load of laundry, Looney would unfold them and then re-fold them to her liking. just let her
0: do the laundry come on man make the best of a situation
3: as an adult sam continued to attend church and was eventually named the church deacon one night in january of 1980 his chattanooga church caught fire nice sam just happened to be there when this happened and managed to put the fire out he was hailed as a hero Several hours after that fire, another fire broke out, and again, Sam was there to put it out.
1: They <laughs> can't keep doing this, Sam. I mean, I, get like it. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I like it like once
3: or twice, is about it. I same saved night. the day twice in one night. <laughs> Can you same night like spread it out a little, Sam? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> felt so good that first time. Investigators reveal that both fires were caused by arson. Oh! (laughs) Someone had poured gasoline on a pillow and lit it on fire. (laughs) The second fire was started inside the Sunday school classroom with rags soaked in kerosene. We gotta find the guy that did this! (laughs) (laughs) Also... According to at least one firefighter on the scene, he noticed that Sam had an erection as the fires were being put out. Just oh. one guy
0: noticed this? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, like, he was looking down there, like, how did he pick this out? Like, wait a second. I mean, was Sam
0: just, like, kind of leaning back all like,
1: ah! Ah! Uh!
0: <laughs> grunting? Feel this against my fire hose canvas jeans.
3: Uh, fire burner. <laughs> no one was ever charged with starting those fires. Um, in April of that same year, a couple months later, Sam appeared at the door of a woman, telling her that her car was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for her, however, Sam happened to have a fire extinguisher on him and he put the fire out. Don't worry, ma'am. I carry this with me everywhere. <laughs> this time, this time, investigators had enough to charge and arrest Sam for arson. Uh, during this time, he confessed to starting the church fires, and he resigned his position as deacon. He was then sentenced to <laughs> three years, but agreed to therapy in exchange for a suspended sentence. It was during the therapy sessions that Sam admitted to having uncontrollable violent urges and had an insatiable sexual appetite that required him to have sex multiple times a day. Just like Siege. In there. Yeah. <laughs> In
1: there. There
3: it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome back. Finally something we agree on. Um. In 1982, Sam was hired by his father-in-law to work at a gas station. And one night, Sam was working the gas station alone, and he was robbed at gunpoint. Let me guess. He did it himself? (laughs) (laughs) Give me everything you got. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) During the robbery, Sam was hit in the head with the butt of a rifle, and it knocked him out unconscious. Making this the second time yet in his life he had suffered a major head trauma.
1: <laughs> the, maybe it'll fix the first one.
3: <laughs> I'm holding out hope. <laughs> Following this incident, Sam and his wife decided to move out of Chattanooga to start a new life, and they decided on Florida. Dun, 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 dun. That's what you do when you want to start over, you go to Florida. I will not let you Welcome down. Welcome to sunny Plant City, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Sam and Sharon and his mother all moved to Plant City, Florida, hey. where, they became, where they became members of First Baptist Church of Plant City. Once there, Sam was named as Deacon. I guess they didn't look up his priors. <laughs> um they don't do that in the checking. church
0: or in the police yeah, or, like, oh
1: white guy I mean, you're the new, yeah. you're the new that
3: <laughs> you're the deacon your name is sam smithers you must be good folk <laughs> <laughs> sam and sharon uh tried to start a family but uh, they couldn't conceive due to sam's low sperm count and this was-, I thought it was because
0: he was
1: setting fire to her
3: vagina. Okay. <laughs> you <know? It> was- <laughs>
1: that's your first guess. Yeah, I mean that—that's where I went. He's just constantly jerking it,
0: sticking it in a fucking fire extinguisher.
3: So his low count sperm count was very embarrassing for Sam, especially because his older brothers kept making fun of him, often making jokes about his lack of manhood. <laughs> Why? Why are? Why are your older brothers like all
0: up in your sperm? Count? <laughs> fucking wuss! What? What's that <laughs> what all about? J- I, look how many kids I have! Jizzing <laughs> everywhere! And just like spraying a jar and handing it so to your much brother, oh, check this out! It's like, oh, not good enough! Not good enough! You first off, you dehydrate. I got so much Second more jizz hall.
1: than you!
3: Oh my god! Oh my god! Look at this pussy! You can't even fucking. So eventually, uh, Sam and Sharon just adopted a son, and they named him Jonathan. By all accounts, Sam and Sharon's marriage was a good one. Oh. And he was a good father as well, providing for Sharon and Jonathan by working a job at a shipyard in Tampa. Sam was a very active deacon for the church, often helping the elderly parishioners by doing things for them, such as mowing their lawns and carrying shit, groceries, you know, whatnot, whatever old people need. And lighting
1: their pets on fire.
0: <laughs> he went, on it fire
3: sounds like he went straight, straight for them. a little while. Yeah. But <clears throat> soon the sexual urges had, he had expressed in therapy started to creep up again and again. This put a strain on the marriage since Sam was reluctant to express his urges and needs to his wife. There were a few times he'd be creepy towards young female members of the church. Or a Sunday school teacher often making jokes about how maybe they should go out and have sex.
0: <laughs> 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 you know, we should have sex. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> laugh, laugh back. Laugh back because it's funny. <laughs> I'll set you on fire. I'll literally light you on fire. <laughs> you like fire?
0: Have you ever seen a campfire? How close have you been to a campfire?
3: How about a car fire? <laughs> or a structure fire? oh uh, man um and he was just generally usually very awkward an awkward lecherous creep around the uh the ladies of the church so like roger basically
1: yes exactly <laughs> like me <Yeah. laughs> but with everyone that's what I do right I have no church so um, just strangers. How not just met. church <laughs> strangers <laughs>
3: in the grocery store and yeah park York, York, whatever do you, do you like honeydew yeah <laughs> Since this was the 1980s, and because he was seen as a prominent leader in the church, these incidents were often underreported by the women. Um, one night, Sam was cleaning the church. He stayed back to clean up. A woman was helping clean the church, and at one point, he cornered her alone in one of the classrooms and sidled right up to her, like face to face. Hello. Hi. Hi.
1: Did he have that microphone? Um, Do you have a, a black Yeti or a blue Yeti mic? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. He walked around with it. Hello. Hi.
1: How are you? <laughs> yes. Good timing, Siege. <laughs> pulling out the
3: sound effects. Yeah. Just whipping it yeah, out. This is a
1: morning zoo
3: show. <laughs> this, this is a morning zoo of true crime comedy,
1: zoo. guys. Stick around,
0: Carrot Top is next, ladies and gentlemen. We're going out to Plant <laughs> City, Florida today. Yeah, we've got, we've got Sam Smithers on the line. Sam, yeah, what guy, can you tell are, us?
1: That? Are, this guy's crazy. Six, like fire. God. <laughs> is, is it hot in here, or is Sam on the line?
3: Ahoo, <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> He did that. He sidled up to her and spoke in a weird voice. Um, she managed to get out of the situation unharmed. She like eked out and ran the fuck home but she was so shaken by the incident that she told a friend and then Sam was confronted by church leaders and he was asked to chill the fuck out. Because that's how you handle it. <laughs> Just leave him alone, Sam. Um, And then they threatened to remove him from being a deacon if he didn't stop. Not long after this, Sam uh, began to give into his sexual urges and fantasies. Almost on a nightly basis, he would get up out of bed while Sharon was asleep beside him, and he'd sneak out of the house. He'd drive down to Hillsborough Avenue, a popular area for sex workers, and would solicit prostitutes there. And Sam became addicted to this. It became so frequent that there were nights where he'd make love to his wife. Then, when she fell asleep, he'd sneak out and go have sex with a Hillsborough Avenue sex work.
1: Just re- that's a regular marriage, right? <laughs> regular old marriage. I mean, West Florida? Yeah. I don't see the, the fuss. <laughs> what's, it, what's everybody getting their panties in that for,
3: huh? Uh, it's just marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon never suspected or knew that he was doing any of this. She didn't Sharon get up to piss?
0: Very deep sleep drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: how many volumes
1: are we talking about here? Like eight. <laughs>
3: I mean, it would take
1: one time of getting up to pee. Yeah, never. Of my, uh, my wife, and be like, Where the, who, which, uh, <laughs> which prostitutes were you fucking and under which bridge? She would like snort Xanax <laughs> like, right one, before they went.
3: deep sleeper Hmm. yeah sharon good old sharon i'm a little jealous actually so
1: um, (laughs) uh, she wakes up every morning just like ah how's your your night honey (laughs) (laughs) i'm feeling so refreshed again he's all ragged because he slept do you sleep okay he's like oh yeah
3: yeah yeah no why is he talking like that I don't know. <laughs> Talks in slow motion. <laughs> That's Sam. That's Sam. I don't know. Sam, bro. So in 1995, Sam uh, got a job as a landscaper at a mansion owned by a woman from his church uh, named Marion Whitehurst. Whitehurst did live at the mansion, but she had hired Sam to clean up the property so that she could sell it. But it was otherwise pretty vacant. And then one night. In uh, a year later, in 1996, Sam met and picked up a Jamaican American sex worker named New York. Uh, New York's real name was Denise Roach. Sam drove Denise to the abandoned White House Whitehurst Mansion, where they had sex. Um, and when they were done, Denise asked for payment for her services. And in response, Sam slapped her across the face. Denise was surprised by this, uh, since Sam had shown no signs of being a violent person when they were together. He just slapped her. But Denise retaliated. She punched Sam and then picked up a potted plant and threw it at him. That's how you fucking do it, New York. Yeah, where you go, New York. He ducked and the plant hit his truck behind him instead, leaving a large dent on the side of the truck. And Enraged by this, Sam yanked Denise by the hair. The two scuffled until he overpowered her and shoved her against the wall. Then he strangled her until she was unconscious. Sam then grabbed the toolkit and pulled out an awl, which is a spiked type of screwdriver.
0: Yeah, it's ba- it's basically, it looks like a, a pinpointed type of screwdriver. It's used for, if you use a hammer on the back of it, for like punching holes in leather or wood or...
1: My guy clear your throat first before you explain to us this very long sentence. It's driving me crazy. No. No. <laughs> All right, get something stuck in your throat again and fucking <laughs> recite the constitution or something like <laughs> I mean, it's it just, uh,
0: just kind of screwdriver that... <laughs> a screwdriver with a point on it, and you pushed that point into the leather. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you asked this. Uh,
1: it, this is a
3: perfect opportunity for me <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting all night for this question. <laughs> I mean, I just, like... Oh God. Yeah, well, anyway, something awful is about to happen, you fuckers. Oh, um, We ruined sorry. it again. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's just... it's it's. just, this is if how I this made, podcast goes, Christopher.
3: <laughs> yeah, so he took this spiked screwdriver and he plunged it into Denise's skull sixteen times. Nah, where's the jokes now? See, no, no, no jokes. jokes, see, jokes. It, no jokes. I mean, jokes. it's like
0: pointed tips. That's what several,
3: owns. several, oh. <laughs> several of the uh, stabs penetrated into her brain. So oh, no. she was dead. Uh, Sam then disposed of Denise's body. Denise's body, sorry, by dragging it to the back and tossing it into a pond. There's a pond uh, behind the property, on the property, but like behind the house. Um, he cleaned up the blood with a mop and a bucket of water. He then went back home, stopping at a Wendy's drive-through on the way. It's
0: dollar Frosty
3: night. Interesting place. Yes. <laughs> Uh, when he got home, Sam explained to Sharon that the scratches on his body were from him carrying a ladder at work all day.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a good work right Just carrying a fucking ladder for eight hours.
3: <laughs> that's what happens when you carry a ladder all day, get scratches all over
1: <laughs> Neck,
3: face. And you know, you know,
1: Jesus had the same problem when he's carrying that big old <laughs> cross, right? And same, same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. Basically, I'm Jesus. <laughs> He's from Chattanooga, where the <laughs> the voice were affecting for him. Yeah, you know, fucking cop.
3: And then yeah, again, no, that's sure. he
1: Yeah, he doesn't have his dialect down. Maybe I don't know.
3: <laughs> he fucked it up. Um, <laughs> two weeks later, Sam snuck out of the house to once again find himself a sex worker. He drove to Hillsborough Avenue, his spot. Uh, where he met and picked up 31-year-old Christy Cowan. Uh, Christy was a white woman, and she knew Sam from seeing him around and probably had had him as a client a few times. And just like he did with Denise, Sam took Christy to the Whitehurst Mansion. While on the way, Christy told Sam she was hungry. So he stopped at a convenience store and bought her a soda and a bag of Doritos. Didn't go to Wendy's? (laughs) No. She only gets soda and chips. Jeez. Uh, He's a gentleman. Mm. They got to the mansion, and they had sex in one of the bedrooms. And when they were done, Christy asked Sam to take her back to Hillsboro. They walked down to the driveway where Sam's truck, his pickup truck, was parked. They walked through the garage to get to the truck, and Christy walked ahead of him. That's when Sam grabbed an axe, he swung it down, and drove the axe into her skull. Oh my god. Blood spurred everywhere. Christy collapsed, but she wasn't dead. So Sam hit her with the axe again, this time across her head and again across her face. But she wouldn't die. So Sam wrapped his hands around her throat and strangled her until she expired. And like he did with the knees, Sam dragged Christy back to the back of the property and tossed her into the pond. Sam wasn't convinced that Christy was dead. So he went back to the garage and picked up the axe. He then walked back to the pond and waded into it like ankle deep. But then he noticed the car lights that had pulled up behind his truck. It was Marion Whitehurst, the owner of the house. She just pulled up. Unannounced. Uh, oh. Thank God. Either either terrible timing or oh good no. Timing. Yeah, I didn't think. <laughs> yeah. So Marion greeted Sam and complimented him on his work. She was very pleased with the way the landscaping was coming along. Then Marion noticed a large pool of blood on the carport. And when Sam saw this, he began cleaning off the axe blade and then told her that someone must have killed a squirrel or something. And then he would clean it up right away.
0: Not me with an axe. This This, this is the biggest goddamn squirrel you've (laughs) ever seen. I swear to God.
3: (laughs) He said someone. Someone must have killed a squirrel. Like, you're the only one on the property, dude. (laughs) Meanwhile, it turns out Christy was still alive. And she began to make noises in the pond behind them. So Sam heard this. He began to freak out. So he gripped his axe. And he was about to plunge the axe into Marion, but a little freaked out herself, Marion backed up toward her car and said, quote, anyway, okay, looks great, Sam. And she jumped back into her car and peeled off and drove away. Wow. Marion. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Collective sigh of relief. Oh, my God. Thank God. God. (laughs) He's just like,
1: in a, he's like clearly like an addictive sicko mentality, like with the fires. And now like he kills once in this like kind of, you know, heat of passion sort of moment. And then like immediately just goes for it the next time. Like fucking new king psycho.
0: unlocked. It's like, Jesus. Yeah.
3: Big time. Yeah. So Marion called her brother right away. And uh, thinking that and she was also like, maybe I was just being paranoid. Maybe I just heard things. It was a little creepy, so let me just call him to, like...
1: Maybe somebody did come
3: by and murder a squirrel with an axe.
1: (laughs) A 75-pound
3: squirrel. (laughs) Giant squirrel. (laughs) With an axe. So, yeah, she told him about the pool of blood on the carport, about Sam cleaning his axe, and that she may have heard a person moaning in the back pond. So Marion's brother told her, like, obviously stay away from the property and go ahead and just call the sheriff. (laughs) and ask him to go check it out. Meanwhile, back at the house, Sam finished Christy off by pushing her down into the water with a garden hoe until she drowned. He then grabbed grabbed a bundle of tree branches and brush and threw it into the pond to cover up her body. (laughs) This guy's fucking stupid. So dumb. (laughs) He then cleaned up the pool of blood on the carport, and he went home. An hour later, Marion returned to the property with a sheriff's deputy. The pool of blood had been cleaned up, but the deputy noticed what appeared to be drag marks in the grass leading toward the pond. The deputy followed the drag marks down to the pond and discovered a dead Christy Cowan floating in the water. A dive team was called in, and they discovered Denise Roach's body in another part of the pond. A search of the Whitehurst mansion revealed... And found a condom wrapper in one of the bedrooms and a semen stain on the carpet. My bad. This guy was jizzing (laughs) everywhere.
1: That was, yeah, that was Siege. (laughs) (laughs) Unrelated.
3: He does that differently. I I
0: just leave a trail of tears.
3: (laughs) Just jizz everywhere, (laughs) man. I'm
1: sorry. I'm
3: sorry. it tainting the crime scene, man. <laughs> uh, investigators also found a fingerprint taken from the kitchen, and they also took shoe prints left in the mud by the side of the pond. A study of Denise's DNA showed it was consistent with a blood stain found in the carport. And then on May 26, 1996, detectives went to Sam's house, and he agreed to go with them to the sheriff's office to be interviewed. But only if his wife, Sharon, would join them and be in the room during the interview. Oh, my God. <laughs> that,
0: that sounds like a wonderful idea. <laughs>
3: you know all those things we didn't talk about before? <laughs> You're going to find out about all of them tonight. So they're like, all right, that's fine. She can come. So investigators questioned Sam for almost three hours. Meanwhile, back at Sam's house, detectives found a pair of his shoes, and then matched them to the shoe prints left by the pond. And at the end of the interview, Sam agreed to return the next morning and take a polygraph test. The next day, he did show up, and he took the test, and he failed it. Once he learned that he failed the polygraph, Sam confessed to killing Denise and Christy after having had sex with them. When he was done talking, Sam was arrested and charged with two counts of murder. Just before his trial began, detectives wanted to talk to Sam about another woman. Back in 1989, a woman named Marcel Delano was reported missing. She was a sex worker who walked the Hillsborough Avenue area, and not long after being reported missing, Delano's half-naked body was found laying in a wooded area in a swamp near the highway. She was found wearing only white socks and a pink pullover. She had stab wounds all over her body. The area where she had been found was only a couple of miles from the Whitehurst house. Sam denied knowing the woman, but all signs pointed to to, uh, Delano being another one of his victims, including witnesses saying the last time they had seen her was when she got into a pickup truck with a man that matched Sam's description. Investigators had also opened another cold case of a sex worker that had been recently murdered. Her name was Rosaline Cruz, and she too worked the Hillsborough Avenue area. And more importantly to investigators, it turned out she had been roommates with Christy Cowan. During Sam's trial, Sharon served Sam with divorce papers, and she remarried another dude. Wait, like right there? Yeah, like that quickly? (laughs) I guess after... She said, we're getting married right now. And then I'm going to sleep.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess after Sam.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For the trial, Sam's defense was pretty idiotic. First of all, he testified in his own defense. Not smart. Never a good (laughs) movie. Yeah. In his testimony, Sam explained. What really happened to the two murdered women found in the Whitehurst property? According to Sam, he had met a woman at church named Mimi. (coughs) Soon? (laughs) Mimi?
1: Oh, Mimi. Okay, sure.
3: Yeah. Soon, he and Mimi began an adulterous affair. During one of their liaisons, a mystery man Sam would only identify as Mr. X. Caught them having sex Mr. X Caught me having sex Do you have yeah.
1: you have a voice for Mr. X In there or no? I'm <laughs> watching you Have sex
3: He's a robot, he's yeah. an android
1: Because he doesn't exist
3: He's a robot from the 1980s <laughs> Um <laughs> it
1: doesn't exist This is so stupid <laughs> Yeah, the robot voice is so dumb, but I, I like it better in a way. It is. It's, it's kitschy. Boring. Yeah. Very kitschy. It's very, yeah, it's like very, like, poorly, uh, very poor quality.
3: <laughs> it's, just, it's like a 1982 episode of Doctor Who.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> very faded. Obviously a guy yeah. in a costume. Shaking and there's smoke pouring
1: out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it one more time. One more time. (laughs) Sam, you're so good when you're throwing them back shots. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Anything for you, Roger. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I need something for me. It's not just for everybody (laughs) out there. Something for daddy. That's it. (laughs) I do this
0: podcast for you. I need a little something for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: Sam uh says Mr. X caught them getting it on inside the church and he took photos of them while they were fucking. Mr. X told Sam that he would show the photos of him and Mimi having sex to Sharon unless Sam let Mr. X have access to the Whitehurst property. <sighs> this is
1: there's so many things wrong with this entire thing. You know, you know how like oh, <laughs> oh, that thing when like your kids start lying
0: to you, and then the, the, yeah, so, yeah, it's like more and more complicated, and then yeah. there's like twenty five more people involved in it. There's no thought process like, to it. Yo, I saw you take the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that neighbor Bill who walks around the neighborhood. He's really hungry. Yeah, he's it wasn't down, your was imaginary out.
1: friend, <laughs> Mister X. Some, like, some judge is sitting there listening to this. I picture like a Judge Wapner-looking guy. like Just fed
3: up. It, it, yeah, judge 70. Judy
1: just starts slamming the desk. No!
3: <laughs> Not wanting Sharon to see the uh, incriminating photos, Sam agreed and allowed Mr. X access to the house. And thus, it was therefore Mr. X who killed the two women. Nah. Yeah, naturally. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, no, no. yeah.
1: Follow? Makes sense.
3: Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So when That's asked good. about his shoe prints being found by the lake, Sam claimed that uh- Mr. X ordered Sam to take care of the bodies, lest he show Sharon the incriminating photos. Let me
0: see. Murder women <laughs> or show my wife photos of me fucking an imaginary <laughs>
3: person named Mimi.
0: Mimi. Hmm.
3: <laughs> when I asked why he didn't just go to the cops and tell them about Mr. X, Sam said he was afraid his family was in danger. <laughs> so, for their part, did he, have, <laughs> did he have kids too, or just the, he the one? He had the one kid. Oh, the right, one adopted right, right.
1: son. Because yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, he couldn't do Yeah. That's right.
3: For their part, prosecutors showed the jury surveillance footage of Sam and Christy from the convenience store when he bought her a soda and chips.
0: What kind of <laughs> chips were they? were
3: they? Doritos? Doritos, yeah. That's what you get for being cheap,
1: you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. I wonder if they were Cool
0: Ranch or
3: Nacho. They don't got surveillance at Taco Bell, you fuck. The timestamp on the tape determined that this had happened an hour before the sheriff's deputy found Christie's body floating in the pond. Oof. They also showed the fingerprints found in the room where Sam had had sex with the women, as well as the shoe prints that matched his shoes. Prosecutors also had several other sex workers testify that when Sam hired them for sex, he demanded he take them to the Whitehurst house, but... They all would refuse, telling the court that they preferred taking their Johns to the neighborhood motel and never going to someone's house because it was just safer.
0: It's a good lesson for all of us.
3: <laughs> Write that down, kids. After this, take
0: your Johns <laughs> to a house.
3: After this, Sam changed his story and said he picked right. up Christy to f- help her after she had car trouble. But he said she demanded money from him or she would tell someone that he had raped her. So to get her money, Sam drove Christie to the mansion where he some for some reason kept cash. But then when he gave her money, she was unhappy with the amount, so she attacked him and he retaliated by hitting her in the head with an with an axe. Boom. And that's how she died.
1: They're like, "Okay, cool. What about the other one?" <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Well, that was a squirrel. Right.
1: <laughs> well, well, that one's black, so that, that doesn't count, right? Come
3: on, guys. Come right. on, guys. Right. Uh, it took the jury only 35 minutes to deliberate. <laughs> <I'm surprised laughs>
0: Why it took, did it take them that long? That sounds long? like
1: 34 minutes too long. <laughs>
0: They had to sit there and just take a breath for like a good 20 minutes and be like, this <laughs> bullshit just like seriously affected just, my life.
3: Yeah. They just ordered some lunch. And yeah. then they were like,
1: all right, we're done. I need a yeah. minute. It's like, yeah, 25 uh, minutes of it was just like, ah. Oh
0: I, I, heard, I heard if we're here past again, noon, they bring yeah. sandwiches. So we got to wait. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they're day. free.
3: They're free. On the house. Uh, yeah, so they found Sam guilty of two counts of first-degree murder. A psychiatrist that had given Sam a psychological evaluation had testified, testified during the sentencing that he believed there were there was a very good chance that Sam had murdered a lot more sex workers and disposed of their bodies around the Tampa area. You see, he's got a squished brain. Sam was then sentenced to be executed. Uh, Sam Smithers remains on death row to this day at the Union Correctional Institution in Rayford, Florida, and he is currently 70 years old. That is the story of the deacon of death, Sam Smithers. Man,
1: sex workers. Just exposed to the most fucking psycho fucks. Yeah, the most heinous fucking assholes.
0: Uh, And they're... El Señor de los Tacos over there on Hillsborough Boulevard. <laughs> that's where you should have gone. I mean, if he'd have just gotten some like Beria tacos, all of this they could, have could have been tacos beer. back then. Did they have those back there? No, that's right. This is know. like '89 through '96. Yeah, late '80s. That's a, fair, that's a fairly
1: new taco huh. development. see, Taco right. Bell has that's a fake taco technology. <laughs>
0: The dippy, dippy taco. Mm. Sorry. Wait a second. My bad. (laughs) Welcome back to Taco Talk.
3: Uh, (laughs) Sources for this story, the book Deacon of Death, Sam Smithers, The Serial Killer Next Door by Fred Rosen. Uh, The lineup.com article Deacon of Death. Tampa Bay Times article Hillsborough Detectives Check Potential Link Between Killer and 1989 Cold Case by Dan Sullivan that Dan
1: Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Tampa Bay Times own Dan Sullivan. Yo,
1: Sully. Really has, he's come up a couple, a couple times, I feel like.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's he's all over the beat. He's, all, he's yeah. on the Florida Man um, Murders beat. Mm-hmm. You should call in. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, the Deacon of Death, Man. Sam Smithers.
0: So did, did they ever connect that third body to the him, third or one, Yeah. Is that still open?
3: Uh, in which the
0: one? The socks and the pink pullover or
3: whatever. It was so on the side of the yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, they did. They just didn't. They couldn't sentence him, but they couldn't convict know, him on it. They or, couldn't or, convict him, right? Yeah, right. But yeah, it was her, and then and then the other, like basically two more after Christy and Denise. Wow. And then that one psychiatrist was like, "There's a bunch of them out there that have been gun, have been reported missing or likely dead, and they were most likely his victims as well." Because he had been doing this for years and years. And uh, the way he attacked, Denise seemed pretty like all of a sudden. So there's no way she was his first. Like, she couldn't be.
0: Yeah, no, not picking up we an just, axe like that and just going, oh, wait, yeah, no, just, Denise, Denise with the... the yeah, the,
3: the screwdriver.
0: Right. No, it's an awe, <clears throat> It's an aww, so,
1: aww. Aww. aw. So... All. All? All. All. So, yeah. But can you say it like this? it it was an awe
0: it's an awe it's like a (laughs) screwdriver it's got the handle but it's just like a point it's almost like an ice pick but not quite as sharp because it's made to go into leather shop
1: shop welcome back to talking tools welcome back welcome back
3: to tool talk welcome back to tool talk i'm chicken throat (laughs) i'm your host chicken Throat.
1: throat me Paulie. It's Chicken Throat. <laughs> this is Sam. I I am I'm Dan Sully from the
3: Tampa Bay. This is our uh, robot Mr. X. Mr. Say hello, Mr. X. Hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Florida Man Murders is a five reason sports production researched, written, and produced by Chris Joseph. Music by Roger Rimada. Thank you for listening. And remember kids only assholes murder. So don't be an asshole.